Welcome to the Fan Experience, a Phoenix Rising supporters podcast. Stick around for interviews, analysis, fan stories, and our love affair with Phoenix Rising. And now to kick things off is your host, Niall McCarthy. Phoenix Rising family, welcome to episode 71 of the Fan Experience of Phoenix Rising Supporters Pod. Today, it's just me and my friend John Morrissey. It's a different episode today because we're kicking things off with John's weekly segment, and I'll see you on the other side. John, thanks for joining us. How did everything work out in week 25 of the USL Championship? Hey, Niall. Happy to be giving the update, as always. A busy week on and off the pitch, and I think really... The big off-the-pitch announcement, other than the Phoenix change at coach, was Hartford uh, hiring a manager finally, and that is Tab Ramos. He served two years with the Houston Dynamo and MLS, and granted, they finished uh, dead last in the Western Conference both of those years, but he's much better known and much better regarded for a decade managing in the U.S. national setup. I believe it was eight seasons with the under-21 team. Uh, he brings a ton of youth connections, obviously. I think he'll improve the recruitment at that Hartford club significantly. But they had a good week. In addition to the Ramos hiring, uh, they kicked off the Wednesday slate with a 2-1 to win against FC Tulsa, featuring a really late coming goal to uh, reassert an edge and get a win for a team that doesn't have many this year. Wednesday also featured a surprise in Oakland, getting a victory over the San Diego Loyal. That was Noah Delgado's first game in charge of the side on an interim basis. He uh, served as an assistant for Juan Guerra earlier this year, done a bit of work for El Salvador. So nice to see him at least get something this week. Nothing else until Saturday, though. And that slate began with Indy 11 taking on San Antonio FC, which pitted really one of the uh, least successful sides in the USL in recent vintage, Indy, against San Antonio, the league points leader. So, of course, Indy got a one to nothing win. Um, San Antonio flagging a bit at this point. Seven points in their last five games. Um, interesting that they got Christian Pirano back for this one. Um, it was also Jordan Farr's return to Indianapolis. So, lots of storylines, but the result is the headliner there. The other really big game also started at the early window on Saturday, and that saw Miami FC beat Louisville City one to nothing. Now, it was a home game for Miami. Louisville was without uh, Wilson Harris at striker, so maybe not their best squad, certainly. But Miami's defense has been absolutely killer recently. They've now won five games in six, a seven and eight overall, and are in a great position for the playoffs. We had a title game rematch, too, as Orange County visited Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rowdies went down a man in the second half and conceded shortly after, but they really were in control. Otherwise, uh, they got a 3-1 to one win. Leo Fernandez was fantastic, a goal and an assist, and he should have frankly had a second assist, if not for an own goal getting in the way of that. But yeah, I mean, just brilliant for the Rowdies who increasingly use this back four that's somewhat unfamiliar, but it's done wonders for them. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Atlanta United 2-1. Bit of a change lineup with two pure strikers for the Riverhounds. Atlanta continues to be pretty feckless, so no surprises there. Detroit went into Charleston, played a very solid defensive half, and then exploded for three goals in the second half. 
to really get a nice statement of a three to nothing win. The battery are no one's idea of a great defense, but Detroit holds a nine point edge now for the final playoff spot in the East. And they hold that advantage over FC Tulsa, who rebounded from their Wednesday loss to get a two to one win over Loudoun. Uh, they started Marcus Epps. They moved into a new formation after that Hartford shell shock. And like I said, despite the win, still three full matches or three full wins rather short of the playoffs. Moving on to the West Coast slate of games, though, Colorado Springs impressed again with their second straight clean sheet to beat New Mexico United. New Mexico kind of got away from the diamond midfield back four system that had been doing really nicely for them. They did keep Amando Moreno still returning from that injury uh, in the lineup, but Colorado Springs just looked so stout with a true two-man defensive midfield pivot. So great for them. Haji Berry, of course, the goal scorer. I feel like you could just assume that with this team at this point. Uh, but another game with some playoff stakes on the bubble side of things. Saw LA Galaxy 2 beat Monterey Bay 2 to nothing. Harsh result for Monterey. They've been a good defensive team that can't quite ever figure it out in attack. And they couldn't hold on. They give up a transition look um, to concede that first goal. Susaba Endo, who, uh, if you're a real uh, USL lifer, you would remember from his time with Toronto FC2 mm -hmm. a couple years back, had a brace for the side on his debut he signed this week. Uh, it was a very kind of grinded out game for an LA team that is very thoroughly in the mix for that playoff race. Another game with playoff implications saw Rio Grande Valley ex explode for a season high five goals against Las Vegas Lights. Vegas went down a man about 15 minutes into the game, but really this was, I mean, the best performance that Rio Grande has put in, I would argue, in more than a season. And yes, 10-man opponent, but a road win like that is very good to see. The last game on the Saturday slate saw Sacramento host the Oakland Roots and get a one to nothing win. Rodrigo Lopez was back in the lineup and got an assist. Oakland, I think by the expected goals, didn't even get to half an expected goal. They were really feckless. Sacramento sat back in this defensive formation that really clipped the wings of what their wingbacks are able to do. Oakland is now four points off the playoff spot, no games in hand. It's possible they get in there, but with the coaching uncertainty, you'd maybe bet against it. Sunday just featured one game with the uh, high-flying Birmingham Legion taking on uh, New York Red Bulls too. The last two times that Birmingham faced uh, MLS affiliate opposition, they won by six goals apiece. So you can imagine how that one went. But that's all I've got for this week. Hopefully we're really getting down to the stretch and we can see some competitive games as we keep going on, but I'll be here to recap it no matter what. John Marcy, thank you so much for joining us every week. Your segment enriched the fan experience for many a rising fan. And I know that a lot of listeners are here just for your weekly segment. Phoenix Rising family, just like it's the end of an era for Phoenix Rising as they move to a new coach, it's a new era for me too, as I'm going to sit back from the pod and just be a fan again, at least for a while. I started this journey as a passion project with the objective of connecting with the community and sharing my excitement and love for Phoenix Rising. I got 70 episodes deep and had a blast with every one. 
During the life of this pod, at least the life of this pod up to this point, I talked to current and former players about their time on the pitch and their lives off the pitch. I talked to front office execs and in episode 35, we spent an incredible hour with Rick Shantz, the outgoing Phoenix Rising head coach who brought this club to new heights, who set the bar so high and who made dreams come true. Let me tell you about those dreams. I grew up in Ireland, and not really having a local club to root for, I watched the Irish national team and the English top flight. I picked favourite players to follow more than favourite clubs. I was drawn to the excitement of supporter culture, but there's only so much that I could be engaged with it when all I had was the ability to watch the occasional game that was broadcast on TV. Travelling to see the national team in action or making the trip across the Irish Sea to Manchester or Liverpool or London to see one of the big English teams was just unrealistic, beyond something I could hope for, though I often dreamed about it. Then, years later, when I found myself living in Phoenix, Arizona, I discovered Phoenix Rising, and they changed everything. I'm not exaggerating when I say that my dreams came true when I found this team. We, the fans, the supporters, were treated to incredible performances from individual players who became our favourites and gave us memories for a lifetime. We saw incredible goals. Even today, when I was walking the dog, I got chatting to a Phoenix Rising season ticket member who brought up JJ Johnson's scissor kick. We didn't get into whether it was a scissor kick or a bicycle kick or a flying volley. Good times, we all agreed. We have an incredible team who broke records, earned titles and brought home silverware. That's dreamy. Right here in front of us, at Casino Arizona Field and later at Wild Horse Pass, we witnessed magic. We were moved in ways I hadn't thought possible. We had our very own pitch invasion, a fucking pitch invasion. That was insane. We got to hold the USL Western Conference Cup in our hands, and we got to personally congratulate our team on many occasions for many winning performances and for picking up so many accolades. I'll never forget running across Orange County's field on the night of the pitch invasion straight to coach Rick Shantz to congratulate him on a spectacular season and having our striker Chris Cortez on our shoulders as we sang Ole Ole Ole. There's no way I could have had a connection to the players and teams I idolized in my boyhood, but with Phoenix Rising as a supporter cheering on my team, there were many nights that my cheers and the cheers of those around me were instrumental in getting the ball over the line. There were nights that as supporters, we were the wind beneath the wings of the players. We felt it, they felt it. It was magic, it wasn't even a dream. Then came this podcast, which was born out of a void, born out of necessity because of the silence that came with the outbreak of COVID. When we were practicing social distancing confined to our homes, I wanted to connect with the supporters, to hear someone talk about my club. There were games, but there was zero podcast coverage. All of the Phoenix Rising related podcasts, and there were at least three, all just disappeared with the outbreak of COVID. So out of a longing for community, I decided to buy a mic, learn the processes and the software and come up with a format for the type of show that I wanted to listen to. A show that had analysis from many voices and viewpoints. 
We definitely got that. I wanted to create a show that had long format interviews with players, coaches, and front office execs. I'm so honored that I could bring those to you. I wanted a show that heard from the fans. Those were some of my favorite episodes. And I wanted a show that would keep fans in the loop, not only about what was going on with Phoenix Rising, but also that included happenings in the broader world of association football, whether it be drama in the USL, or musings on Pro-Rel, or segments on the Open Cup, or thoughts on MLS and the national team, or having guests on from rival clubs to talk about what their teams did to light up their lives, or just fun stuff like stadium reviews. Finally, I wanted a show that would put a smile on the faces of listeners, to make our days a little brighter, especially during COVID, and to get the rising fans pumped up and excited to be fans of the club we love. I have great memories from the various episodes of this podcast and I've made great friends along the way, which was another one of my goals for this pod. So thank you listeners for taking this journey with us. Thanks for your feedback, ideas and encouragement. Thank you for engaging with us, for sharing our episodes. And if you took my advice and listened with a friend, then you know that it's the best way to enjoy the show. Thank you everyone who contributed by coming on the show to share your fan stories. I absolutely loved chatting with you and hearing about your passion for this club. Thanks to all the Phoenix Rising players, to former coach Rick Schantz and general manager Bobby Dooley for coming on the show and for being excited about what we were doing with this podcast. Thanks to all of the incredible analysts and fanalists that came on the show, too many to mention, but especially to John Morrissey, who's an absolute rock star and is going to have an incredible career in this industry. Thanks to everyone in front offices, back offices and home offices across the USL that either played a hand by helping out with research or came on the show. Most of all, thanks to my incredible wife, Kelly McCarthy. Kelly was on most episodes applying her knowledge as a former player to analyze the games and at other times collaborating with me on special segments. Being supporters of Phoenix Rising and doing this pod has brought a lot of joy to our lives and incredibly has brought us closer to each other than we already were. I had no idea that was even possible. Thank you for all the sacrifices, Kelly, and for those delicious dinners and desserts you slaved on while I worked on editing the pod, and thanks for always being my biggest fan. It's a new era for Phoenix Rising, with a new head coach, and it's a new era for me too. I feel that I've accomplished what I set out to accomplish with this pod, and although it's not the end of the season, strangely it does feel like the right time to stop, or at least to pause for a while. Whatever will become of me and podcasting, one thing is for sure, you'll continue to hear me cheering on the team at the stadium. I'll always be a supporter of Phoenix Rising, and I'll always be a season ticket holder. I look forward to seeing you at the stadium for the next home game against RGV. We're going to win 4-0, I can feel it in my bones. You know what's next? Shout it like you mean it, all together, one last time. I'll count us in. Three, two, one, go Rising! (laughs) 